Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, and welcome to Everything is Fine, a podcast for women over 40. We are your hosts. I'm Kim France. And I'm Jen Romolini. And we've got a Kim and Jen episode for you today. Jen, what's going on? Well, just to just to start off, I just want to uh, first off say uh, there is a whooshing sound behind Kim that we cannot identify. <laughs> we have spent, well, with all of our technical prowess, we have spent the last like couple of minutes being like, I don't know, is it a fan? <laughs> <laughs> Um, also housekeeping, um, a lot of stuff going on in the Patreon this month. We did a, a special listener questions episode. We have a lot of blogs going up there and we'll be having uh, another live event um, probably uh, in July. So we had one in June and we'll have one in July. And I just want to add, um, for those of you who are on the fence about joining the Patreon, we absolutely discuss things we would not discuss in the larger podcast. And for that alone, it might be worth it. If you want more of us, like I don't. I mean, yeah. <laughs> if you want more, and if you think we don't go far enough, which seems <laughs> in- <laughs> unlikely, seems highly unlikely, and also like we get it. If this is enough, that's fine. No pressure. <laughs> like, it's still, we're happy you're here just for this. But if you want to join, we're doing. We've actually been pretty consistent with it, which I'm pretty excited about, um, and I find miraculous from my <laughs> own uh, from my own. Uh, way that I do things. Um, so how am I? I'm fine. I, um, I did this morning, I was just scrolling through fucking Instagram and I found this thing, which was like, how old are you really? And I am a sucker for how old are you really? I will look, I will take a, I will do anything. I will take a, a, a 50 question quiz. Like what is your body's real age? Anyway, this was a, um, balance test and you have to cross your hands over your chest and you have to put up, hold one leg up and close your eyes. And how long can you stand like that? And I was like, this is going to be no problem. And I could do it for like three seconds and I'm 60 apparently. (laughs) Oh my God. I never fill out those things because you have to give so much personal information. Well, this was just like, it was somebody doing some reel, like showing you the test Mm -hmm. and then in the comment, like I didn't have to fill out so much information. Okay, good. But also, my identity's out. I'm always like, get, you can't get blood from a stone. Like, go ahead, take my identity. What do you want? <laughs> Maybe you'll have a better time with it. <laughs> That's hilarious. It'll work out for everyone. Exactly. Go ahead. You, you'll do a better job. <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. Um, so that's all. I've been um, – I did the balance test. Nothing else. I'm solo parenting this week, which is – actually kind of fun with a 13 year old. We just have been like in a groove together. And, um, 
I've been admitting more of my fallibility to my child, which I think it's time. Mm-hmm. And it's been amazing. I've been admitting how lazy I am to my child and they've been doing the chores. Like, I don't know what's <laughs> going on, but I was like, oh, I don't feel like unloading the dishwasher. And Charlotte was like, oh, do it. And I was like, great. <laughs> amazing. What do you think that's about? I don't know. I think there's something going on at this age, at least for my kid. My kid wants to be a good person. Like, it is a really important thing for this kid. And they often feel like they're not, even though, you know, that's not a parenting methodology. Like, I'm always like, you're great. And one thing I think is that they really are seeing that they want to help people. Mm-hmm. And I'm giving them ample opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it also, there must be something nice about a parent showing you not scary vulnerability, but like little vulnerability. Yeah, I've been, Alex has been going out of town like a lot lately because he's got this, I mean, his book is doing really well and he's got a lot of book tour and he's had, he's been reporting some stories. Like, so he's just been traveling a lot and I've just been trying all kinds of new things in, in the parenting dynamic because I didn't, I didn't want to, I didn't want it to be so fraught and confrontational. So Mm -hmm. like, I'm just trying to be more human with my kid and not try to sort of dominate, you know, or be like, Mm -hmm. you know, or, or like demand, like, you know, respect, which is really like a power play in a lot of ways, you know? So it's been kind it's been really fun and it's been fun to just, I mean, not be, not be exactly, not be scary, vulnerable, not be like, we can't pay rent, which we can, but like (laughs) nothing like that. But like to be like, oh, I don't feel like putting these towels away. Yeah, You know, and the kid's like, oh, okay, I'll do it. And then I've been equally helping them with things they don't feel like doing. So it's just been more of an equitable relationship. And I'm just trying it out this week. It'll probably won't work next week, but, <laughs> but whatever, whatever. But you parenting. will have gotten a good week out of it anyway. Exactly. Like a pleasant week. And tonight's a big sleepover. You know, it's just <laughs> fun times over here. I'm going to make popcorn and M&Ms. Kids love that. Popcorn and M&M's together? Yes, you just put it in a giant bowl. Oh, that actually sounds pretty delicious. It's really it's it's my it's one of my it's one of my few kid tricks. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Speaking of kids. Yes. Oh. <laughs> How's your roommate? Oh no, go ahead. <laughs> no, I read this morning that Al Pacino had a baby with his 29-year-old girlfriend. And I am curious how you feel about that. I explored my feelings a little okay and i decided it's not you know in the end whatever he wants to be with the 29 year old shine on but it's the having the baby it's like the narcissism and the hubris of having a baby when you're 82 years old i am just like okay a couple of things so first off, Robert Robert De Niro just did this too. Like Robert De Niro admitted mm-hmm. in some interview recently, like I don't know whatever number of kids he has, but he like admitted in this interview, uh, like he announced that he had a, a, another kid. Like instead of having four, he's five kids. And people were like, oh, and he was like, oh yeah, I just had a baby with like a, you know, whatever, a 27 year old or whatever. I mean, I'm just like, how old is that sperm? Like, yeah. I, like, that's it. I'm, like, skeeved by their sperm being that. Like, I'm, like, ugh. Like, not, like, skeeved in, like, you know, when I'm 80, if I'm fucking an 80-year-old, whatever, sperm. But I'm, like, is this viable? Like, why is this, like, why, like, 
I mean, I guess, but there's like so much more risk of like so, yeah. so many problems with geriatric sperm. And it is like a hubristic thing. And it is just like, oh, yeah, I'm like, I'm virile forever. It's just kind of stupid. I hate it. I, I just, I don't understand. There's some, oh, I'm going to get shit for saying this. The people who have lots of babies. Mm-hmm. Your Nick Cannons. Yes. Your Nick your, Cannons. Your, your, your Elon Musk's. Yeah, you're Elon Musk's. Like, there is, there's a pathology. I mean, they certainly cannot show up emotionally for each of these children. And I know this just from having one that has a lot of, you know, each child has a lot of emotional needs and needs a lot of presence. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I guess they can have father roles, but also like Pacino, how long does he live into that kid's life? Eight? No, Nine? that kid, he, he gets to see that kid. I think the onion headline is like he lives long enough to see it graduate from kindergarten. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Graduate elementary school, you know, have a talent show. But like it's in a way it's just saying, well, I'm going to leave a kid with a dead father. Yep. And it's just being like, that's cool. Yep. Yep. They just won't have that very primary relationship in their life. So you're setting your kid up for like a massive, a known grief. Yeah. Like a known trauma. Yeah. It just it just seems uncool to me. I, I'm not into it. I'm not into it. And what I mean, here's the thing, and I don't know what sex with an 80-year-old is like, because I have not <laughs> had it, right? I mean, honestly, I've only I've only like in my twenties, I went up to fifty-three once and I was like, Oh, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> that's enough reality. That's enough. How how active is that? Like, how is he? How I mean, I guess Viagra. I think that's the one word answer. Is it, like how like how is this even like I know Charlie Chaplin did it too. Like I don't know who else has children at 82, but like how I don't know. I no 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 judgment. No judgment. I mean, but a little bit of judgment too, because I want you to really think about what it would be like to date somebody in their twenties right now. I can't like really imagine. seriously like have a child with somebody in their 20s. Somebody like who will get none of your references. No. <laughs> Not even close to your references. Decades <laughs> away from your references. No. I brought up Kramer versus Kramer like to like a group of 25-year-olds recently and it was just like what the fuck are you talking about lady, <laughs> you know? Even like your celebrity references are different. They know celebrities for different things than mm-hmm. you know celebrities for, you mm-hmm. know? I also am very fascinated by like the people they resurrect. Like mm-hmm. during COVID, during COVID, um, Gen Zers got really into the Menendez brothers murder. I mean, I'm I'm really into that murder still, but continue. And now um, they're really into the style of Carolyn Bissett Kennedy. Fair. Yes. Also, oh, also me. Style. Also me. Um, I think I was really interested recently um, in they're really interested in Christian Bale, but only in um, what's that murder? What's that movie where he oh, plays it? The, um, the, 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 the Brady Stanellis book. Yes. Yes. American Psycho. Really interested in American Psycho. 
And I actually, fun fact, I actually was part of a pipeline that got a New York Magazine article written about this because it was all over my kids' Discord. And I wrote to a friend of mine who writes like uh, Gen Z trend pieces. And I was like, hey, listen, these kids are into Christian Bale and American Psycho. Don't know why, but you know. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. It is funny. I mean, you know, I, I... do whatever you're going to want to do. Like ultimately do it. It's not for me. I, I don't want to be with somebody. I can't, I can't fathom being in a relationship with somebody that young. Now I can imagine having sex with them. Like that seems fun. Like all their nice supple skin and their new bodies. Like, yay. Yeah. I was watching, Paul's been watching girls. It's like quickly become one of his favorite shows of all time. Okay. And, um, Adam driver was topless in a scene last night. And I was like, oh Yeah. Like yeah. I remember that, but I still, I still wouldn't have sex with a 29 year old because they don't know what they're doing yet. I think it depends on the 29 year old. Oh, true. <laughs> true. I think it depends on the 29 year old, how much they've seen, how much they've done. A 29 year old is not a 21 year old. No, that is true. It's an almost 30 year old. You can, you can, you can be skilled and, you know, a skilled and empathetic lover by the time you're 29, I guess. Totally, totally. But, you know, I do think I, I, you know, and it's all of it's clearly with men and and with women, I think, too. I think but with women, you cannot have the start over because there's a there's a there's a time stamp on your fertility fertility. But I do think that for men dating women, I mean, it's tales as old as time. But I do think it's like I am trying to recapture my youth. I want to feel like what it felt to be that. And I get that entirely, you know, and I, I think that there are things you have to be careful of as you're getting older. Like Alex and I were having, Alex and I went out the other night. We were having like a really lovely night. We were sitting in a bar, bar restaurant together and we we're looking at the menu and deciding what we were going to order. And I was like, oh, I shouldn't get that because of my cholesterol. And like, it was like, it had been like the second or third, like old person thing I'd said, you know, like, oh, well, maybe because of my knee, we're not going to like, whatever. Right. Yeah. And I was like, okay, (laughs) I need to fucking slow my old person role here. Like, I don't have to talk about this shit. We don't have to have a 10 minute conversation about my cholesterol because I do think that that sort of just gets, starts moving you too far in a, in it's just like dwelling on it too much. You know what I mean? And you know, when you're talking to an old person, older, much older person, they will give you just a litany of like ailments. And it's just like you, it takes you 20 minutes to have a conversation about anything else. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I could see, I could see just the sort of pulling the, the, the thread on that, uh, that sweater. Like it's just, it's, it's a lot. And I, I did think about that. And the other thing I've been thinking about is somebody asked me the other day, like there's a project I'm thinking about doing, a creative project. And they asked me, well, you know, you'd, you'd probably want to gear that toward older women. And I was like, well, wait, hmm. <laughs> like, I know how to speak to people other than older women. So I do think it's also just like, I don't want to be siloed in yeah. One part of life and I I can't explore creatively other parts of life. I can't I'm obsessed with only this part of life. Do you know what I mean? Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. No, I do know what you mean. So, that's the stuff that's the stuff I've been thinking about. But you know, I guess good for Al Pacino. I don't fucking know. Like not good for that 29-year-old. No, although she'll end up with a nice chunk of cash, so she won't have anything to worry about. 
Right. Not that much investment, probably. <laughs> no, no. You know, I had this thing, speaking of age, yeah. this thing happened the other night. Um, as I've said, Paul's son Walden is spending the summer with us, and he's good friends with one of Paul's former students, Sophie. Okay. And they went out to dinner and came over afterward, came, came by, the two of them, and we played poker. Fun. It was fun. I'm a terrible poker player. I know nothing. But I'm so bad that I can actually get away with things because I am so bad. <laughs> you can bluff. Yeah. I can bluff. Um, anyway, she's adorable and she showed up and she was like, I was wearing sweatpants and a button down shirt. It was like okay. after eight o'clock, I was in wow. my comfort wear. Soft pants. Yeah, of course. And soft pants. And so she came in and she's wearing like this little black mini dress, completely bare in the back, not tight. You know, she, it, yeah. she just looked cute. And I was like, oh my God, look at me and my sweatpants and my button down yeah. shirt. And I was like, you know what, Kim? She's 21. Yeah. Like she's doing what she should be doing right now. If you were trying to get dressed so you looked really nice for yeah. when Sophie came over to your house in Brooklyn after eight on a like Tuesday. Yeah. It, it was just, it was one of those moments where it was just like, I felt so gross because she walked in, she looked so cute and her makeup was perfect and she's a sweetheart. Yeah. yeah. And then I was like, Kim, why on God's green earth would you compare this way? Yeah. And it was very freeing. I was like, I'm just not, I'm not, that's a dumb thing to do. Totally. I totally feel that. But, and, and also I had lunch this week with somebody who's, you know, 20 years younger than me and, um, working in the same business that we've worked in. And, um, I was really self-conscious showing up cause she's super stylish and, you know, just super cool, like a super cool, like, you know, 30 year old. And I, um, I was feeling really self, I was feeling really self-conscious about the way I looked. I was like, Oh God, I look kind of old. I've never met this person in person. This is like an online friend, whatever. And then I was like, fuck it. This is what I look like. Like I just yeah. have to, I just have to be my age. Like I can't hide it. Right. And then by the end of the conversation, we had this like really wonderful conversation about writing and editing and, you know, long, the longevity of, you know, a career as, as both. And, I had this moment afterwards, she, she texted me this really sweet message, which was like, you know, I really look up to you. And I had this feeling of like, I need to model instead of being self-conscious. This is the time to stop this. Yes. And similarly, it's like, I need to model being right with myself. Yep. Yep. I need to model, you know, like just owning what I look like, like owning who I am. Yeah. No. And not, not, I mean, cause the self-loathing, it, 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 it's transmissible. Yes. And it's just like those, the kids do look up to us. I mean, to some degree, I mean, not to like condescend or patronize them, but like how much did I look up to like, you know, I'm thinking of Sarah Nelson who always mm -hmm. just conducted, like always just held herself, like just like comfort in her body was just cool. I loved her. I respected her. And she meant so much to my life. Mm -hmm. And part of that was her just moving through the world as who she was. She wasn't like, oh, do I look old? Do I, you know? Yeah. I, I don't, you know, I, I don't, I don't. Anyway, I've been really thinking about the responsibility of modeling aging. Yep. I think that's great. I think that's great. And I think that they're, you know, the more different versions of aging that people see as they're coming up, the better equipped they'll be to deal with it when it's theirs, you know? 
Exactly. And exactly. I do, you know, it's back to what you were saying about sitting at the table with Alex talking about your cholesterol. You yeah. know, it's just all of a piece. It's all of a piece. It's all of a piece. And it's just like, you know, because I think about it because obviously we have a podcast that talks about aging all the time. And, you know, there is a thing where it's just like, oh, fuck, fuck it. Who gives a shit? You know, like I, I don't, I don't want to only be fixated on that, you know, like, you know, and I, I mean, obviously we talk to our guests about all kinds of things and we talk about all kinds of things ourselves, but it was a thing I thought like, and it's been a thing that like listeners have written to me particularly like, you know, Hey, this is depressing. Like get fucking get over it. Like you're just getting older. You're lucky you're not dead. You know? But the thing is, I mean, there is, I think that, you can only know what you know. You said this the other day in our Patreon Zoom call. You can only know what your experience is. So like when I say to a 40-year-old woman who's complaining about her knees, just you wait. Yes. Because there's so much more shit. How is yes. that 40-year-old supposed to know? She doesn't fucking know. She hasn't no. lived it yet. So no. the people who say to us, like, you should be, I mean, we both know, you know, we're both very aware of how lucky we are that the alternative isn't true. You know, yes. we're, we're happy to be getting older. The, the death. Yeah. Very yeah. happy. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're definitely happy with that. But it, you know, it's, 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 it's funny because I don't think about the fact that we talk about aging all the time. Yeah, I don't either. I don't either. It was just like of this piece because I, it was just like of the, it was just like, it was, I, I, I don't think about it in my life very much, but it was just, for me, it was like all of it. It was like, wait, am I, am I focusing on this too much in my life outside of this podcast necessarily? Like, right. am I, am I, because now, because I, I do feel really different being 50. 50 yeah. feels, 50 feels a lot older than being in my forties. It just, yep. it just does not in a bad way, but it just, it just feels really different. No, you're allowed to take note of these things in life. You know, you're yeah. allowed to, like, it's important to. Yeah, I guess it's like observe but don't attach. It's the same old, same old, same old. Yeah. Let's take a quick break from some ads. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Support for Everything is Fine comes from Ritual. So I love Ritual. Everyone knows I love Ritual. I talk about Ritual all the time. I particularly love its daily, their daily multivitamin. And I also really have been enjoying their melatonin. 
But the thing I love most about Ritual is their Hyacera. Sera. It's a once daily skin supplement that's clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. In a clinical study, Hyacera led to 3.6 times reduction in crow's feet wrinkles within 90 days as compared to a placebo. Hyacera led to 2.9 times increase in skin smoothness within 90 days as compared to a placebo. You can enhance your skincare routine from the inside out with one daily capsule essenced with soothing vanilla. I love Hyacera. It's been rigorously tested and validated. It's one of the industry leading sustainability. It, it meets, sorry, all of the industry leading sustainability standards. You know, I'm a beauty editor now. I am all about keeping my face plump and Hyacera absolutely has done that for me. I've been on it for months. I don't even know how long and I can really see a difference in the texture of my skin. My skin looks more juicy, I guess, is the best way to do it. Say it, do it. Ah. Okay, so you can start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash fine. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription to get today. That's ritual.com slash fine for 25% off. And we're back. What else? Okay. I just, just started reading a book that I think I'm going to love. Okay. Tell me. It's called The Sullivanians, Sex, Psychotherapy, and the Wildlife of an American Commune. Oh. By someone named Alexander S-T-I-L-L-E. Still? Stilly? Don't know. Anyway, The Sullivanians were, they were a cult. I mean, he okay. probably couldn't say that in the, in the, you know, title of the book for okay. legal reasons, but they were okay. a cult that existed on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. Mm -hmm. This is very unusual for cults. I was Jessica Winter, who's been on the podcast, wrote a review of this book, which mm -hmm. caused me to then go buy, you know, buy the book. Okay. Um, and she, she made the point that cults usually don't exist in cities. They need isolation. Yeah. But this cult, this cult was right in the middle of Manhattan. They, at a certain point, I think there were like 800 members of this group and they all, they all, um, it was started by this guy whose last name was Sullivan, Sullivanians. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but, and they didn't, th I can't get into everything they believe, but they didn't believe yeah. in the family. They thought that the family okay. was a very destructive unit. So okay. you, you didn't live with your children. The children all lived together. You lived with same sex roommates Ooh. and everybody had sex with everybody else. Heterosexual sex. It was a very heterosexual cult. These cults are always weird sex shit. Always, no, uh -huh. there's always like a sex element and it's always the leader just getting all the sex. And, 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 and indeed, indeed, you know, this guy, you know, in Jessica's review of the book she wrote, you know, he requested oral sex from seemingly every woman he encountered for 40 years. Just horrible. Fuck. Anyway, I went to college with a kid who grew up a Sullivanian. No. Yes. And was supposed to be like the daughter of the main guy who after, who after the Sullivan guy dies is this guy. So-and-so Newton, I forget his last name. Oh my but God. But the kids, so the kids, so after nobody knew who their siblings were, nobody knew who their parents were. And so now all of these people, all of these children of the Sullivanians are in touch with each other and doing DNA tests to figure out who they're related to. 
Oh my god. Oh. The whole thing is so it's just so juicy and like wrong. Oh, I love that. That's exactly a genre I love. Juicy and wrong. It's like an amazing <laughs> amazing. Wait, I have a question for you. Do you think you could have been ever susceptible to a cult? Yes. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Not recently, but yeah, I think I, I would have been. I, I, I think I would have never thought I would be, but yeah, that could have happened. Yeah. Yeah. Like sometimes in my life where I was like, well, this seems, this seems easier. <laughs> well, I, I remember when I, I've talked about this the other day when I was a majorette in high school. Like yes. I, I was, I didn't belong. I didn't have a lot of friends. I was, I, I you know, I was like a Jewish kid at this very Christian in this very Christian neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, if I'm a majorette, they'll give me a uniform. <laughs> I can be like, I thought the whole thing, like that was the whole appeal to just go belong to something. So yes, I, you know, I think I, yeah. I would have been. Yeah, I think so. It depends on the cult. It depends on the aesthetic. If it like looked really cool, <laughs> I think I could have been really drawn in. I like really matching do. Nikes, you would have been exactly. one of them. Yes, or like what, I forget what that cult was where they just all wore like shades of plum and burgundy. There was like a a, a movie about a cult, a, a documentary about a cult a couple of years ago. I think it was during the pandemic. Anyway, or, I'm forgetting. OSHA maybe. Anyway, continue. Or yes. the Source family. You know the oh, Source family? Yes, yes, yes. Because yes. they own that they own that restaurant, a, free, a famous vegetarian restaurant in LA. That one scene of I think Annie Hall. Yes, 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 yes. And they all um, were white, and they were like now they look insanely stylish. Um. Yeah. No. I. I could have been into that. And then you know, there's like sometimes there's like a there's like a little bit of like a, a it's a wild wild country was that amazing um documentary about the OSHA OSHA cut cult OSHA mm -hmm. OSHA. Um. Anyway, like there's also like an element of like Buddhism sometimes. Like you know, it's like oh, and um, we're like living off the land. Like I could have there's shit I could have gotten into. I think I would have been smart enough that when the cult leader was like just betting everybody and was just like, <laughs> hey, let's fuck. I think I would have been like, you know what? Nah, I, I have enough. I have enough cynicism about men that I would have been like, oh, fuck off, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I'd like to think I would be the same way. Yeah. Um, I mean, my, my dad, my dad really instilled that in me. That was a big, my dad thing. Like, do not fucking trust these dudes. They just are really? they're the worst. Oh yeah. Oh, the worst. I mean, my dad's sex talk to me, which I don't even, I don't know if I should say this over the air, but my dad's sex talk to me was, I don't care who he is. I don't care how much money he makes. I don't care what he does for a living. Every guy is going to want to get into your pants. And if you understand that, you're going to be okay. And if you don't, you're not. And that was it. That was the, that was the fucking talk. And like, I think that served me well, but like also made me like kind of afraid of sex and men. But I really had that in like, okay, like men are predators. Like my dad really, really, it was, wow. it was like a, a real thing for him that men were scumbags, men were predators. And I needed to wrap my head around that early. I would have liked if someone said that to me. I say that now. I might not have. I think, I mean, we've talked, we've had this conversation off air. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a mixed bag, right? Like, 
I'm very grateful to my father because he really did care enough to have that conversation with me. And it was very important to him that, you know, my safety and that I was hyper aware of my surroundings. That was really something that was just really important to him. And he took the time to have that conversation with me. What it did was it did have the effect of making me think that my only value was as a sex object. Right. And that men couldn't just like, like me and want to be around me, you know, and it made me very wary of men, but it did make me equally very tough. And, you know, for the most part of my life, you know, self-protecting, which I don't know. I mean, the, the reality of the world is the reality of the world. It is. I mean, I just think, you know, how lovely to have a father that cared that much. My father did care that much. He absolutely did care that much. And, you know, you have to, like, I've been really looking at the, really thinking about all the the good stuff lately. I've been really missing my parents and, and, um, cause I haven't seen them in a while cause they're on the East coast, whatever. And I've been really thinking about the good stuff and like, you know, you have to, it's good to think about the good stuff. It's important. It's important. Yeah. It, it, it is. My mom and I had a little kerfuffle this week and I was just like, Kim, let it go. Just let it go. You yeah. like, what are you going to, you know, what are you going to gain by convincing your mother you're right? Nothing. How much is this 86-year-old woman going to change? Zero percent. And what are you holding on to? It's just like, yeah. it's just, it's just time. I, the other thing that's been going on with me is um, I made a big decision um, this month that I'm tired of having enemies. Mm -hmm. I'm just tired of having enemies. Like, I'm just like, this is not cool. This is not cute. This is not funny. This is not anything. Like, why do fucking, it makes me just look like an asshole. Why do I have enemies? Why do I have enemies at 50 years old? This is so stupid. And so I've been re reaching out to people and trying to make amends with my enemies. Ah. And how is that going? It's going pretty good. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, I, ha I have mixed feelings. I have, there are people who don't like me and there's nothing I could say or do to make them like me. Like there is no apology or maybe apology already has been extended. You know, there are people who will yes. just aren't going to like me. I know that. Yes. 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 And that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about people who just don't like you. You're talking like, about fine. beef. You're talking about I'm talking about beef. I'm talking about enemies and beef and places where and we've had this conversation in the past, but like places where like your side of the street is not that clean. Like you could do a better job yeah, cleaning no. it up. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I, you know, I feel like I do have, I do, there are people who have beef with me. There are people who have beef with me, and those are the people I'm talking about, who I know nothing I could say or do would change the situation. You know, but I also reached out to somebody, you know, not somebody who I thought of as an enemy, but somebody who had longstanding, you know, longstanding difficult end of yeah. a relationship. And yeah. um, I apologized, and that went well. But, I mean, I, you know, I think apologizing is incredibly underrated as a thing that people do. I do too. And, and when it's right and it's got the right, it's got, you know, the, the right energy behind it, when it's just full ownership, when you're not really expecting anything, you know, I've just been trying, I think I've been like, I'm not like necessarily in like a 12 step or anything, you know, I'm not sober or anything, but I, I have been really trying to make amends. I think yeah. that's, that's what it is. And also just trying to stop talking shit. Again. Yeah. 
Although talking shit is so fun sometimes. Talking shit can be fun. I find that I feel a little a little gross afterward, though. Yes. Like I ate too many Doritos. Yes. Although I went out with that that younger writer editor this week. I had lunch with that right, and it was fun to validate for her like like some scumbag men. Or she was like, "Wait, is that guy?" A sc-? And I was like, "Oh yes, that guy's a fucking <laughs> scumbag." <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, mostly I think talking about women because men, I just feel like are in a different, like, I don't know. I don't care to make amends with men because I feel like they just fuck up and they also, they have enough. Yeah. 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 There's somebody who I've thought for years I needed to make some kind of amends to, but I just, I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm just not gonna. That's all right. You know, and even in AA, I believe they say like, if a, you know, if making amends is going to cause further harm. Yes. You know, yes. you don't, 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 don't write that letter or whatever. Totally. Totally. Do not, if it will make, if it will cause more harm. I don't fucking know. I obviously don't know what I'm doing in this life. I mean, I'm just like moving through it and I'm just trying to think about what is dry, what is making me feel heavy? What is, what do I, what do I, what do I, what feels old and unnecessary? Like what, what clothes am I wearing that feel too small basically? Right. right. And I think one good thing about reaching out to people um, and apologizing is that, like, it's it kind of stops mattering if you hear from them. That's not the point of the exercise. Yes. Yeah, it's the not. The point of, point of the exercise is to put it out there for them and expect nothing in return. And the enemies thing is just like a thing in your own head. Like, that's what I'm talking about. I just want to clean out oh, I these, like, these bad feelings. Like, if I see somebody on Instagram, I'm like, oh, I feel bad about that person. I want that gone. And that's like an inside job. Yeah. No. You know? Um, what else? What else is happening? My brother's getting married tomorrow. tomorrow. Tomorrow? Oh, my God. <laughs> Where? He is getting married at a restaurant in Williamsburg. Okay. Um, there is a dinner tonight. There is a brunch on Sunday. Like they're doing the whole. Oh, wow. A whole lot. They're doing the whole thing. And it's funny because my brother's a professional photographer and he's shot mm-hmm. many, 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 many weddings over his yeah. career. Yeah. And I would think he'd kind of be over it. Yeah. 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 But yeah. They're, doing, they're doing the whole thing. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. There will be relatives. You know, our wedding was much smaller than the wedding he's mm-hmm. having and yeah, so there will be relatives at it that I did not invite to our wedding. <laughs> Your wedding was just like a small gathering. It was a cocktail um, party. It was a cocktail party. Um, what are you going to wear? Well, I was going to buy something. Mm-hmm. I looked at a lot of dresses. Mm-hmm. I saw some posts on on the Kim Franz Substack. Yes, I did a post on it. Um, and then I just went through my closet. I shopped my closet. I shopped my closet. I'm going to wear a dress that I haven't worn in a while. Okay. Yeah. All right. I just, I was just like, I don't need to buy a dress. I don't need to buy another dress. So when you think of an event and an outfit, and I love that, by the way, I have a couple of dresses in my closet that I've worn recently or, or like whatever, not recently, but to fan, when you have a fancy event, you're like, is there anything here? You know, mm-hmm. but wait, okay. When you have a fancy event, uh, do you style the whole thing? Are you like these shoes, this purse, these earrings, this makeup? Like, how do you do it? Cause I, I mean, I'm just wondering, do you like, I like to be like a paper doll. I mean, I guess I do. I have an idea in my head before I've actually tried things on of what I yes. think is going to work. And then yeah. depending on how far afield I am. Yes. Yes. You, know. you have to try it on. I have like a, I have a lot of clutches for a person who doesn't fucking go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> like 
I collected a bunch of vintage clutches over there. I love them. I love looking at them. I love imagining what they're going to go with. Um, and I always, that's like, that usually is my first place where I start when I'm thinking about an outfit. I'm like, oh, what, what clutch would I like to carry? That's and then funny. shoes, shoes I fucking hate. I hate fancy shoes. I hate heels. I, they're so impossible. Um, I know. I hate them. Like, that's my last thing that I ever want to think about. I get it. I feel the same way. I mean, I am going to wear heels both tonight and tomorrow night. Wow. All right. It's a big commitment. It is a big commitment. It is a big <laughs> commitment, but I feel like they're open. Oh, they're my Maria Cornejo heels and they're pretty, they're not comfortable because heels are never comfortable, but they're not bad. Yeah. The the heels I wore to your wedding, I got from Anthropology. They're like a gold platform heel and they, they're so beat up, but they're so comfortable and they're like of comfort of heels. They're comfortable and they're not dowdy. And that's like, that feels like a fucking miracle. Um, uh, so I don't think we have any listener questions, but I had a question for you because it was something that came up for me this week that I was thinking about. Um, what was the last thing that you were truly bad at? Writing. <laughs> no, come on. Stop it. Music. Really? Singing. Singing. Recently? I, I try to sing all the time. I love singing. I'm just terrible at it. Wait, okay. Has Paul confirmed that you are bad at singing? Like, have you sung for him? Oh, yes, yes. All the time. I'm very bad at it. Wait, does he, has he said you're bad at this? You can't not agree. Like, it's just <laughs> like, people would question your, your, you know, your hearing if you, if you disagreed. I just, I cannot sing at all. Okay, but ostensibly, he could teach you to to sing. Yes, and I'd be like one of those people, and I could I could practice singing every single day, and I would be one of those people who reached a certain level of proficiency, but had no natural talent to back it up. Okay, okay, fair enough. Yeah, no, he calls Paul calls my singing pitchy. I'm surprised though, because you like music so much. I know, but I have no musical skill. That's, that's wild. I don't either. I have no musical skill. Um, I realized the thing because I got a Google alert for myself a couple weeks ago. And I realized that I, I gave this speech on a stage at a conference last year. That was so bad. I still can't believe that I did it. I had committed to giving this speech like way before the pandemic. And it was when I was still like talking about career stuff out in the world, you know, like, so that the topic was so dated. It was like two years old and it had been like already three years old. And, but they, they rebooked me because it had been canceled. It was in March, 2020. I was supposed to give it. So they rebooked me and I had all the details of it wrong. I thought it was going to be like a small room and it was going to be a workshop. And it turned out it was a room of 300 people. I thought it was going to be a 25 minute workshop. And it turned out it was a 50 minute speech. And I found it out the night before, after I had taken an edible. Okay. Like, okay. I didn't have the right fucking outfit for it. It is the ugliest picture of me. Uh, so I got so I got this picture up. I had a bad haircut. I had an ugly dress on. And then I had to give a PowerPoint, which I also didn't know that was part of it, that there was a visual part of it. Now, part of this was because they had miscommunicated all of these details to me. But part of it was just me not paying attention because I had too much going on. Anyway, I stood up in front of an audience for 50 minutes giving a PowerPoint of like stock photos that made zero sense <laughs> and just being like, so any questions? Like, 
it was so bad. I got paid. I can't believe I fucking did it. <laughs> and I, I was shaking so much, like standing up to it. And like, usually when you are doing a bad, usually when you think that you're doing a bad job, you're doing an all right job. I truly did a bad job and stared out in an audience that was just like, what is this woman? What is this woman in this shimata with this terrible <laughs> haircut and like these old lady glasses? Like it was, what is she doing? And anyway, they didn't, they didn't ever respond to me or ask me back, of course. But I was thinking just about like pure failure and just like living through like a just a just a shit show. Just right. like this is it. This is all I got. Here's a picture of a bridge. Like, <laughs> so I might may I'll put that PowerPoint up on the the Patreon so people can see the, the nightmare. Oh, so bad. Um, I mean, I think we made a show. I think we made a show. I, I do. I do. I don't know if this is if this is this is what the people want, but we did it. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Everything Is Fine. We're your hosts. I'm Jen Romolini, and I'm Kim France. If you like the show, please rate and review it on all the platforms, particularly Apple Podcast. It really makes a difference. Also, subscribe helps people find us somehow. I don't know the algorithm. If you want to support the production of the show and help us keep the lights on, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash everything is fine. We do live events there. We blog there. We put up bonus episodes there. It is quite fun. If you want to follow us on social media, we're at EIF podcast. We'll also have a robust and private Facebook group. I know Facebook is bad, but you know, we're all on Instagram anyway. He's still getting the same money. Um, we are on Twitter. We are on LinkedIn. You can find Kim on her new Substack, stack, uh, kimfrance.substack.com. Yes. Yes, yes. You can find me on tinyletter.com slash Jennifer Romolini, although I really have taken my entire show over to Patreon for the time being because I don't know what my newsletter is supposed to be. Our show is mixed by the great Natalie Rivera. Natalie, we love you. Thank you. And we'll be back next week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.